This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, July 13th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Packers get help. Talks resume on Ukraine ports. And CRP gets critical boost. Chamber sides with Packers on bills. U.S. Chamber of Commerce is wading into the battle over bills aimed at reining in the market power of big meat packers. The chamber says bills that would impose cash trade mandates on beef markets and creates a special investigator's office in USDA's Packers and Stockyards Division would actually, quote, harm consumers and reduce competition and buy into the White House faulty narrative that beef markets are suffering from a lack of competition. The cattle pricing bill would, quote, replace a market structure that has evolved naturally over time with one created and managed by bureaucrats in Washington. When has that ever been a good idea? Why it matters. Supporters of the bills need the backing of at least 10 Republicans to get the legislation through the Senate. Senator Chuck Grassley, the Iowa Republican, continues to express confidence he can get those votes, though some in the industry are more skeptical. I think there's a lot of education that has to be done, but we do have the votes, he told reporters on Tuesday. Turkey hosts talks on opening key Ukraine ports. Negotiators from Ukraine, Russia, Turkey, and the United Nations are meeting in Istanbul today in a renewed effort to allow Ukraine to resume exporting corn, wheat, sunflower seed oil, and other farm commodities through its main ports. They've been shuttered since the war began in February. In order for ships to take grain out of storage in Odessa, Ukraine will have to remove defensive sea mines But Ukraine has repeatedly said it doesn't trust Russia to use the open seaway to attack with its naval forces. Meanwhile, foreign vessels are lining up at Ukrainian port at the mouth of the Danube River to try and load Ukrainian grain, according to the country's Ministry of Agriculture. Previously, Ukrainian exports had to haul their grain from the Danube on the Romanian ports, but that changed after Russian forces fled from nearby Snake Island. By the way, global wheat supplies are expected to remain at their lowest level since the 2016-17 marketing year, despite higher estimates for U.S. production. That according to the USDA's latest World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates Report. USDA welcomes strong grasslands enrollment. A USDA program that's long been focused on taking land out of production may be slowly turning into more of a working lands program. USDA is accepting 3.1 million acres of land into the grasslands option of the Conservation Reserve Program. Land enrolled under the grasslands option can be grazed or hayed. Usage of conventional CRP is more restricted. That's a 22% increase over the grasslands acreage enrolled in 2021. And it means that USDA will be enrolling a total of 5.6 million acres of land in CRP this year, easily surpassing the 3.9 million acres that is in contracts expiring in October. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said, quote, Grassland CRP clearly demonstrates time and time again 
that conservation priorities and agricultural productivity not only have the capacity to coexist, but also complement and enhance one another. About half of the new grasslands acreage is located in one of two priority zones, the Dust Bowl region of the southern and central plains and the Yellowstone region. Why it matters? Well, CRP is a major tool in the Biden administration's effort to show that U.S. agriculture can reduce greenhouse gas emissions. But enrollment remains well under the limit set by the 2018 Farm Bill. About 22.1 million acres are currently enrolled, including 3.9 million acres in the grasslands option. The program is capped at 27 million acres for fiscal 23, and it starts October 1st. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. Edge believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Monsanto loses FIFRA pre-exemption case in 11th Circuit. Another federal appeals court has rejected Monsanto's argument that the nation's pesticide law preempts state law claims that the company failed to provide adequate warnings of Roundup's carcinogenic potential. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit Court in Atlanta said nothing EPA has done with regard to glyphosate, the active ingredient in the herbicide, carries the force of law. That's the threshold test for determining whether preemption exists. The court remanded the case to the district court. Parent company Bayer, which recently had petitions making the preemption argument get rejected by the Supreme Court, said it disagreed. In a statement, Bayer said, quote, the court's determination that the FIFRA statutory registration process is not sufficiently formal to trigger preemption is inconsistent with the Supreme Court precedent and the company will review its legal options regarding further proceedings. The Ninth Circuit previously ruled against Monsanto on the same issue. U.S. Feed Group gets USDA help to spread info to Chinese buyers. There's a lot of educational material out there to help influence China's animal feed buyers. The American Feed Industry Association is working to make sure the Chinese can read it. AFIA is getting funds from the USDA's Market Access Program to translate articles on the benefits of U.S. feed products into Mandarin and to pose them on social media platforms like Weibo. Supported by increased population growth, urbanization, and income growth, China's forecasted meat demand continues to be promising, which directly relates to overall animal feed consumption. China's population is projected to peak at 1.45 billion by 2030. Finally, here's today's He Said It. Don't say, I work for big oil. I cry on the inside when that happens. That's Scott Hedrich, the Executive Director of Corporate Affairs for Chevron Renewable Energy Group. 
Chevron Corp. completed its acquisition of Iowa-based Reg Inc. in June. Hedrich was speaking at the soy industry meeting. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, July 13th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.